Hey, it's Tuesday. Wonderful Tuesday episode. We are recording it at 12.01 on May 15th. It's a Saturday. We do not talk about Monet and the Vixen and Tamisha Aman. What we do talk about is, does your butthole leak? We do you also- have a wet cut pussy? <laughs> a wet cushy? Uh, a cushy. That's what you call it because you sit on it. Um, We also have a conversation that Meatball didn't like, but I very much enjoyed about clothing and getting rid of clothes and what your your daytime clothing uniform is like. And pants and shorts. Yeah, and I like that conversation. I didn't like the conversation where we talked about a picture of Coco Montrese because they can't see it. Anyway, enjoy this episode. We're hoping you have a wonderful Tuesday or Monday if you shop on the Forever Dog app. Yeah, you nasty. Commercial free nasty. Forever Dog. When first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with us. Oh, Diva. Our number is 213536 Our email is sloppy seconds at gmail.com. Now on with the show. How you stop you stupid little fuck you, not so fuck you, dirty little fuck you, stupid little fuck. <laughs> oh, she's feeling vocal and sing songy today. Welcome to Big Dipper and Meatball. Sloppy seconds with Big Dipper and Meatball. I'm Big Dipper and that's Meatball. Actually, I'm Meatball and that's Big Dipper. And we should start saying it right because some people don't don't know you, what we look like outside of it. Here's the thing to me. Here's the to thing. Me. To me. To me, Tamisha. Um... Don't say we should start saying it right. You are the only person who ever says it, and you've said it wrong for a year. Ooh, ah. <laughs> yeah, start, start. You know what? There's power in your name, Meatball. You should hold on I'm, to it. I'm really excited for today's conversation because yesterday, what on the internet, what the vixen no, ha- I don't, cometh for Moneth. I know. I don't want to talk about it either because it's so, so let's not crazy it doesn't Let's make literally sense. not it's not our business and i'm not it going doesn't concern to us. what okay. i will say no <laughs> okay is what? that i love i love monet and bob continue what we're okay. what's today what's on today's docket well today, i have a whole a- i have a whole list of things to say but i do want to direct our listeners to the youtube channel of one miss Gigi gorgeous if you are looking for visual confirmation to um, accompany Meatball's tale of performing at Gigi's birthday party. Because there are clips, there are shows and shenanigans. Obviously, it was fully fully detailed on Meatball's Instagram story. But I found watching that video very nice to sort of understand, you know, where Meatball fit into the whole evening of the party. So and that you was know what? enjoyable. Like a like a Rubik's cube and a box of Legos, I did not fit in. It was crazy. <laughs> I haven't, I still haven't watched that video because oh, it's I cute. Can't. It's like you oh, and Gigi well, having don't... a great time, and her like you know greeting you and saying hi to Nicole. It's a really, it's it's fun. It looked like you were the life of the party. Well, okay, so here's here's it. here are the things on my docket. Bring up the docket. I am about to. Uh, I did this a little before I moved, but now I'm feeling. Um, ready for another round of it i'm gonna like go through all of my clothing do you enjoy doing this do you No, okay because here's the problem i own those clothes because i like them Mm -hmm. and having to get rid of them and i know i'll probably never wear half of them again Mm -hmm. it's hard because 
I think I might have that hoardery thing where there's like an um, emotional attachment to it, right. but like not a physical one. Like it's just like a mental, like, I remember I did this in this shirt. I wish I could keep this shirt, but it doesn't fit. I don't ever wear it. It's stained. Okay. So I am currently wearing a Bushwig shirt with an amazing art, like a Bicala art on it. Yeah, I love that. The neck is so stretched out, I would never wear it in public. The It's it's short on my body frame now because it's just like a regular white cotton shirt. So like literally when I stand up, the, that under boob is eating it. The belly hangs out and the under boob right here on my titty is eating it. But it's like this shirt is comfortable. I like this shirt. So I'm like, it's okay. also like Bushwick is such right. a cool, like, and that no, not a lot of people have that shirt, but it's like, what can you do? I will tell you, I've been cutting them up to make, because I saw Willem did this with okay. all of her merch shirt. She so, cuts them up and turned it into curtains. And I was like, oh, I need curtains in my drag room. What a better gift to myself than having all these merch items. It's a great idea because I will say, so I have my dresser full of stuff and I have to go through that and I have to be cutthroat. That's how I feel. If it has an emotional connection, I'll put it in a box, but I need to take it out of my wardrobe. There's mm-hmm. something exciting about going through a phase. Like I remember I remember in my in my early 20s when I lived in Chicago, I only wore for a long time, plain white t-shirts. I mean, that's not exclusively true, but my t-shirts were all just plain, no graphic, no anything, mostly white. Why white? Um, I don't know. Like white I feel sort like of like the easiest thing to stain and to start looking dingy. Yeah, maybe like maybe there were other colors too, but just plain you know t-shirts what? and So basically what you're saying is that you are a cartoon character. Continue. Right. And the other thing in addition to that wardrobe were short-sleeved button down like plaid but bright color pattern shirts you know the vibe like a very like hipster thrift store shirt yes that's what i did in my 20s then you know whatever whatever i think there was a period of time where i was really into graphic shirts like shirts with art or sayings or like my friends made them or merch shirts and over the past year or so i've moved back to just like solid color like easy t-shirts but but I like those graphic shirts. I like the ones with the art on it. And under my bed, in a vacuum sealed Ziploc or like like a plastic, you know, whatever bag, is a body. <laughs> no, ma'am. Is a bag full of shirts Jock we straps. made from being in plays. I have <gasps> all the college shirts. My, okay, okay, the high okay, 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 okay. What do we do with them? Tell me. I my mom has a box. Okay, well, first my mom has a box of those. Like, because I was like a part of every plate, whether I was crew or not. And but I have a. It didn't jackets, happen if it wasn't a shirt. The jackets. We would make so our theater group would each year do like a fake letterman jacket because we couldn't get one for whatever so we'd have our own version of it so i have like two of those i have every show shirt from when i was in literally junior high to high school and then i have every theater thing that i did in college so it's very strange but it's all just at my mom's house in a box but what i will say is in my 20s see i did a uniform thing too because i was okay so when I first moved to New York, my thing was I was working at J. Crew, so I wore J. Crew all day, every Double day. Polos. It was always, it was always a gingham button down and a pair of dark denim. Uh, I forget what they were called. It was like Japanese salvage denim jeans, 
and like Sperry's, and I wore that every single day. What then, are Sperry's? Well, are they that like boat it's shoe? It's a boat shoe. Ooh. Yeah. No support, no socks. No socks. <laughs> and then after I quit working there, I was like, oh, that's not me at all. What I like to dress like is Sarah Silverman. I was always in. The t-shirt? Uh, the Delia's? A t-shirt, a t-shirt with the two stripes on the sleeve, which I still wear to this day. Yes. Or I was always wearing um, American Apparel, the three-quarter inch leave baseball tees, and I had them in like 10 different colors. Oh, Any combination yeah. of color. I was wearing that with jeans and shorts. And that was the uniform, and I wore that for four to five years, and I still wear it. Here's my when question. Given the chance. Do now all I wear is Lockwood. Lockwood Dude, 51, same. baby. All I, I have, have so many. Yeah, it's incredible. It's like all my shirts are Lockwood shirts. Um, do you remember the V-necks? Can we talk about V-necks? The deep V? The okay, I was so embarrassed to wear the deep V because I was hairier than everybody else that I would wear another t-shirt under it. A lo- uh, uh, wait, 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 wait. So I, I look like a little super. with the deep V like underneath? Little, yeah, and I look like a little superhero. It was like, whoop. Okay, I remember getting a V-neck, and then I remember buying the deep V. Was was American Apparel the only company making the deep V? Was that yeah, the vibe? Yeah, everything else was like, I, but here, yes. Miss Thing, were. the deep V was like a J-Lo dress. She went like below the sternum, just above the belly button. That deep V was midway in and the, in the middle the of your torso. I had, t- I had like... Titties. Titties. I had gyno camassi or whatever. So I have titties. And so they were not made for me. They were made for like twinks with like their comical uh-huh. bones to bust out. And I was there just they like, They were made yeah. for people with, with concave chests. Yeah, with that little like cereal bowl <laughs> chest. Oh my God. Okay. So yeah, my journey with V-Nex was really interesting because initially I was like, oh, I've got chest hair. Let's show Ooh, that off. Let's get this out to the people. So I would do the V, and then even I had one or two. I remember I had a purple deep V, and I would wear that. And I used to wear a chain around my neck, and the chain, no! not like, <laughs> don't do it. The chain my dad used to wear, it was a tiny little chain with Mm. two lockets of a baby photo of me and a baby photo of my sister. And I found that at my parents' house. And I used to wear that around my neck in my 20s. And then I think I took the photo of me off of it. And I would just wear a photo of my sister as a baby around my neck. Your girlfriend is so pretty as a child. (laughs) But, but, But I felt like Robin Williams in The Birdcage. Do you remember when... As Armand, yes, absolute he, favorite movie. Yes, and she he goes and visits. Um, oh my god, now I'm blanking on her name. Crit, uh, uh, Christine Baranski's character, who is the the like the birth mom of their son, and she's like, "Look at that chain glittering in that thick nest of chest." You remember she's like flirting with him. Yeah, and I always felt like that because I was like, "Oh," but the thing that eventually turned me off to V-necks was someone pointed out that when I would shave my neck, you know, I have to, there has to be a distinction between what's neck hair and what's chest hair. Which I disagree. You wanted to just grow all the way. You Uh, want my beard to go into my neck, into my chest. And then then it should probably connect up the back. Like once (laughs) once your back of your neck connects at the side and then the hairline, you've become a full beast. So when you're as hairy... It's like you have to you have to clear the neck. And so then I had this like weird crew neck hairy line under 
under my neck and then a v-neck showing the chest i felt like the image didn't it look like you were wearing an undershirt like you did an undershirt like i did so we were basically twins so i what a journey i left the v-necks behind is is basically but anyhow today i plan on trying to getting rid of that at least get a stack at least get like one tote bag full of t-shirts that i know i'm not gonna wear and i can go donate them somewhere wonderful well okay let's take a break yeah what a weird conversation weird i thought it was lovely yeah, it's just like I can't believe we had such similar um clothing choices. It I seems can. like the options were limited for us. Also, you like to wear pants. I hate wearing pants. I have No, very... I hate I But you hate... have pants. I've seen you in pants. I have, I have one pair of all day jeans now. Currently, have you ever, that's all I have. Have you ever seen me in pants? Think Absolutely about it. never. Well, I think the difference is is I will wear a real cotton short and you only wear athletic shorts i sometimes wear a real short but it's mostly it's mostly basketball shorts. you like an I elastic say, band i have of course i have jury duty next week and one of the rules is you cannot wear a t-shirt and you have to wear pants and i'm like bitch what am i supposed to do i forgot to cancel mine and i didn't go what's gonna happen to me let's take a break Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. When my fridge is stocked with Factor meals, I'm like... Oh, baby, I don't have to think about this. Mm -hmm. Like, it is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice. And I was like, the mushroom is filling. Like, there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm -hmm. Very cool that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this oh, is yeah. like, you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals? Try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. And Factor Meals eliminate the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. All you gotta do is heat up and savor the good stuff. Customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. Pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle. And we're celebrating Earth Day all month long with Factor. Look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals. Head to factormeals.com slash sloppyseconds50 and use code sloppyseconds50 to get 50% off your first box plus 
20% off your next box. That's code SLOPPYSECONDS50 at factormeals.com slash SLOPPYSECONDS50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's a sleigh, baby. Okay, we are back. Hello! Now, this is a deep, another deep random cut on my docket, but I do want to discuss it with you, because we didn't have a podcast at the time that this happened. I texted you a link to a video last night. Oh, let me just double check. I think it was a video I had already seen. Of course it was. It was oh! a video of the world. <laughs> yeah. But I okay. would like so to So it was the video of the season 11 reveal. It was their first season, I believe, on VH1, or was it their second? And instead uh, of it just being a runway, it was, Lord have it, I love her to pieces, but she's not good at her job in this video. Aquaria was hosting each new girl playing a game. But do you remember the other part of it? In a poorly lit room. Adam Rippon, the oh, God. did an interview with them. And the thing about the whole video is that, they, first of all, whoever put the video, the creative of the video together, it sounds great. It sounds fun. Do a little chit chat, go play a game, show off the diva, boom. It would be fun. I'm going to, this is going to sound rude. If it was a bunch of personalities, like we've talked about before, if it was TV personalities, people who knew how to respond and right. act on camera. But instead, it was a bunch of drag queens who up but until this point also, had been local girls who don't know how to act on camera. They also set them up. They set Aquaria up for such failure. Here's one thing. Yes. They said Aquaria vamp for one and a half hours. Tell tell us about the lighting. The lighting was the lighting TV was lighting. Awful. It was even, but drag queens should be like bright, blown out, shiny, pretty, and filtered. And, and this was not like, directly from the top. This was like the most flat, matte lighting. You want to talk about some other bad lighting? I finally finished um, The Circle, and at the reunion portion, they lit Michelle Buteau disc. They did her dirty. They're, the whole time I was just looking at her, and I was like, this isn't my TV. They did. She was blown out. She was bad. Anyway, they didn't even give these girls that treatment. They put these girls under fluorescence, it looked like. But then, Aquari- it's like they weren't learning from their mistakes because they literally had how many girls are on a season? 14? Every time it, it was like it was like they they fuck with each game there was a fuck up and they never learned from their mistakes. So by the time they got to Nina West, her game was wrap someone in toilet paper, and they just gave rolls of regular toilet paper that weren't on a table; they were on the ground, and the toilet paper wasn't even started. It was so like one ply. Nina Nina had to try to ply open the thing and she eventually just had the guy hold all the stacks of toilet paper and with every mistake that happened aquaria just kept saying the budget i guess there wasn't the budget the budget over here she was dragging it the whole time it was such a like 90 minute they, cringe you fest. know vh1 took it down like immediately the, afterwards i was so happy got... to find it on on the okay, air so this one is on youtube and it's called drag race s11 reveal aka the cringe fest and it is <laughs> delicious and the image is just plastique looking at the camera like am i really here she's like bitch really i'm too pretty for this i deserve better the clip that i think is so funny that is that the reason i looked this up is someone posted the clip on twitter of um it's aquaria with kahana montrese 
And Aquarius says, um, you know okay, we're going to play Flip Cup. Have you ever uh, played Flip Cup before? And Kahana's response is, do you remember what she says? Did she say, no, but I eat ass or something? No, <laughs> no she says, no, but I flipped on a few dicks before, <laughs> oh, <laughs> which is right. amazing. And then Aquarius goes, okay, well, and then Kahana, there, there's a table with <laughs> and it's a low table. It's a it's coffee a low table. table with eight cups, solo cups on it. And Aquarius looks at the camera, and goes, "Well, normally you flip it, and then there's alcohol, but there's no alcohol." Okay, and she like keeps going. Kahana reaches down <laughs> and smacks the underside of the table, and all the cups fall. <laughs> that that was her version of playing flip go. This is just so funny to me. After a couple of years of like working with queens and learning so many things, sometimes when I when we're working on projects with people who don't usually work with drag queens, and I say a few things like, "Oh, well, we'll definitely need photo approval, and those photos will have to be retouched by a drag retoucher, and we need straws on set, and everything mm-hmm. has to be opened ahead of time, and they need a flat surface to get ready, and you know, just all the things that come with like what it means to do drag." People are amazed they're like oh i never would have thought of that and you're like yeah me neither until you've like worked with enough queens to learn it yeah i think when my makeup palette came out the first time it was Mm. it was shocking the photo edit that they did on me (laughs) and that i like kept sending them notes back and the poor person who was editing it had never worked with a drag queen before so i was like zooming in on pictures of me that had been retouched by someone else and sending it to them being like do you see how this person did this to my face and it's not like this and like it was back and forth back and forth until finally i was like listen they're never gonna understand what a drag queen looks like they're never gonna understand it yeah at a certain point you have to say like okay uh company you're gonna pay for the photo shoot and you're gonna pay for the retouching but i'm in charge i'm because pick- you yes. won't understand you what you don't it means. get it and what you want is impossible for that budget now i will say mm-hmm. there is one photo photographer of the drag queens who does such a heavy-handed edit that they look like an oil painting when they're done and i love it but sometimes i want to see that like we all want to see the first one i want to see the point you don't even need to wear a wig or do your makeup you just hold a pose and then it's like a paper doll thing you can just put a filter on it rupaul they just keep using the same (laughs) face and sticking it on different shit (laughs) put a different Um, wig on it did you see that photo of um uh wait, did you listen to I was gonna say of Auntie Chan? What about Auntie Chan? Did you see the photo where they kept nipping her waist in? Yeah, she got bimbified. <laughs> she got the bimbification. They took that waist in snatched, honey. Okay. So speaking of photo editing, I'm curious if you have seen a recent photo of we just talked about her daughter, but let's talk about the mother, the icon, the legend. Um Coco Montrese. Have you seen that video? Coco Montrese sing, lip syncing. Kimchi posted all the time. Lip syncing in a dressing room, and she like, it's like I had a dream, da, 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 and she like picks up her titty, like lifts it up. No. So Coco Montrese has recently posted a photo of herself ass out in a in a bathroom. Now here's where her first mistake was. It is a tiled bathroom. So I can see the tiles have a grid on them, baby. The the tiles are telling the truth. The looks like a very fancy restroom, though. 
oh, it's got a rain shower head. Her ass is out. She seems to be in a pair of Aussie bum undies. She's caked up. Honey, given the finger caked up. But I'm so curious about There's no delineation between her forehead to her cheek to her nose. It's all one flat surface. What's wild to me about this is that the ass looks so good. And I feel like she didn't need to inflate it the way that she did, because if you look at the basket of towels behind her, they look like a Salvador Dali painting. They're so morphed and twisted. And I'm like Girl, you made the ass look huge, but you got an amazing ass. All right. Well, this isn't really a visual podcast, so we, maybe we should move on to a topic that we can talk about. Sure. Why don't you bring something to the table? All right. I would love to discuss the new <laughs> CDC rules about not having to wear a mask out in public. Oh, so the bitch who uh, texted me about we're never going to talk about COVID again now wants to talk about COVID. No, I'm just really excited to see like what this means. Like, yeah, what do you from think what it I means? understand? Well, I think that it means that businesses are still going to require masks inside, yeah, and like we're going to have to follow those rules. But my main concern is walking around not looking like a Republican. Yeah, that seems to be like the trend on Twitter. Right? Yeah, it's like, how do I not wear a mask? Like, do, do I still? I should I still have it like on my wrist to be like I still believe. I'm such a fan of, um, because I don't like the ones that just hook around the ear. I like the full strap around. So I'm such a fan of it hanging around my neck so I can just pull it up right away if I encounter anyone. Because to me, yeah, walking a lot, like walking on the street outside by yourself, you're like, fuck it, I'm not going to wear a mask or whatever. But you want it ready at all times in case you have to go inside somewhere. And for me, to Misha... I would like to, if I encounter a stranger on the street who's getting close to me, not like I'm talking to them a few sidewalk, you know, what do you call those? Sidewalk squares? Sure. My sister, we used to go for like a walk up to the neighborhood store and she would say, stay three sidewalk squares behind me. I wasn't allowed to walk next to her. Yeah. Her and her friends would walk and she would say it would be a different number. Each time. It would if, be it like, was, if she was with a friend, it would be It would five. be like five. Yeah, exactly. Anyways. She would stop and turn around and count and then yeah, slap if, you if you were too if, close. If I see someone on the street and we're talking and we're a distant a decent distance away, I'm not gonna like mask up. But like I don't I don't know. How do you feel? Here's the hot take. I feel like I might still wear like I don't want to get a cold. I might still wear one on a plane. Uh, I, oh. I don't want like honestly, I it's think been they're great gonna be required on a I don't have to smell people's time. breath. Right. I, I, I'm gonna miss it. Uh, but if I'm like in a club or something, I guess I'll leave it on. I don't. So I don't you, know. You I know, I've been know. like training, like working out. Um, yeah, is it hard with the mask on? It is, but I have reached the two weeks after my second vaccine, and my trainer he got his vaccine like in February. He got the Johnson. So y'all Johnson. made out. We haven't made out, but we do like we train in his like backyard garage and driveway. It's sort of like dependent because he has equipment in the garage, but it's all like open air training. And it was weird the first time doing it because I'm like, we've been doing this for like three months and like only seen the top tops of each other's faces. And I was like, I was like, am I making I mean, I know him, so I know what he looks like. But I'm like, do I make weird faces when I'm working out or like, 
it, it feels like vulnerable now to be with someone without like where they can see your whole face. Oh yeah. I was working on that thing last week and the whole week that we were like practicing and rehearsing and stuff, I was in a mask. And then the one day that we did it, I had to take the mask off and I was concerned about, are my teeth yellow? This is everyone's first time seeing my face. Yeah. How is my breath? We're standing awful close. I kept on going and getting handfuls of mints and like putting them in my pocket and just chewing them anytime that I wasn't around somebody. And then like, if I was, there was a moment to breathe, I would like stick a mint in my mouth. Cause I was just like, everything about like my mouth is now I'm way more aware of it. Wait, that reminds me of two things. One thing is, um, do you feel like there's some weird analogy with like swimming in a pool with a t-shirt on and then the first time you take the t-shirt off, it's like everyone goes swimming, you know, showing off a lot of their body. Yeah. But the first time you do it, if you're like self-conscious about your body, you're like, everyone's looking at my body and you're like... Well, actually, no, more people are looking at you when you have the T-shirt on in the swimming pool than if you were just, like, chubby in the swimming pool. That Yes. Does it track? Yes. Does the analogy track? I think the analogy does track. Yeah. Um, it's a little off-road track. And then the second thing that made me think about is, do you remember that time we went to the college gig? And oh, my had God. An eating, and I was... And then we got I you a coffee. Food. And then your breath I brushed was... my teeth. Okay, so uh, tell me if this happens to anybody else. <laughs> if I brush so my bad. teeth... If I brush my teeth and then I like go do something and I'm like not drinking a ton of water, but then I drink a coffee, my breath it's, becomes like it's worse than toilet. It was like worse than sewage. It was so bad and there was nothing I could do about it. Yeah. And I don't I know didn't what have it any is. Gum. We didn't I didn't have bring anything. any gum. We're, I normally didn't you always start putting gum. like water from the sink in your mouth. I did anything to, like, just try to wash my mouth out. But, like, that's still... I mean, I just had a cup of coffee right now, and I'm like, mm, mm. I can t- tell that I have, like, coffee breath. It's but about there to has feel to like be you ate a turd. Something that you can do about it. Now, um, why don't we take a break, and then we can actually get to, onto something that's medical. When medical? we answer some questions. Oh. Yes. Based on a statement that we had on last Tuesday's episode. So let's go to break, and then I'm going to read this email that we got. And we're back. And I guess in that time, Meatball became a doctor. Oh, you're a doctor. No, but I did just message a doctor about this. um, Really? Out of nowhere. Yeah, via Instagram. So we'll see what he says while I'm reading this. Okay. Um, I'm excited. I don't know what you're going to read here. Okay, okay. So, okay, last week on our Tuesday episode, we talked about how annoying, or maybe it was two weeks ago, we talked about how annoying it is when guys are like, oh, yeah, my bussy is so wet. It doesn't need lube. It's not lubing. Yeah, because I didn't tell the full story about that. So do you want to tell that story, or should I read this email, and then you can tell that story? How about we find out the science, and then you tell the story? Yeah, yeah, So this is the email. Hi, Dipper and Meatballs. Yum, now I'm hungry. Anyways, on yesterday's recording, y'all mentioned something about gay men claiming that their buttholes are self-cleaning ovens or that they cream. Meatball added that that is not how science works. I just think it's a missed opportunity for you guys to get the, wait for it, bottom of the issue. Get to the 
Wait for it. Bottom of the issue. Okay. Smart. I have been gaslit on this subject most of my adult life. Yes. When I am very attracted to a top, the bussy starts to drip. As I am a very low libido individual, I can count on one hand how many mints have elicited full wet wet. I think last year there was a health I think last year. Okay. Do you know? There was a health professional on an episode and this topic came up. The words chlamydia and yeast were mentioned. I decided that other than routine sexual health checkups and tests, I would blatantly tell my primary, my bussy has the sniffles when I'm horny and sometimes when I'm not. Okay, well, if, okay. After several swabs and samples, including a preemptive colonoscopy, colonoscopy i have a clean bill of health yes i eat a high fiber diet take fiber supplements and use pro and prebiotics i keep modium on deck and when the need arises a good fingering is all that's needed no lube no spit maybe some pre-cum and genuine genuine attraction though anyway let's get to the bottom of this how many bottoms got that wet wet is this a thing or not well, you said you were going to say science, and I want to know the science behind it. What okay, is so the wetness? I, this doctor just said, uh, via he's typing as I, you can oh see Oh, my that. God. Amazing. What this did is you... Dr. Marcus Tellez. Look him up. Dr. Tellez. He's a gay doctor in Los Angeles. He's incredible. Okay. He said, LOL, I don't think so. Like, people love to say their buttholes get wet, but, like, your rectum doesn't make fluid other than mucus to help release poop. Wow. Okay, so maybe... I've never ma- heard someone who gets wet enough that they can take a dick without spit or lube. Except for our caller who just Except called in. Except for this person. So, so maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's the mucus maker that's in your rectum. This person has subconsciously trained their body when they're horny instead of like leaking pre-cum it sort of begins to get a little more mucusy. Because if that's the only thing, if that's the only piece of like anatomy that can create a lubricant, this is, see, what I always think is like, okay, so if you cleaned out, it it isn't bone dry because you've been in and out of there with water. And oftentimes I know when you people, use lube, when people clean out, the they either use lube on the hose or like they're doing a little self check with fingers or whatever. They're like readying themselves. Yeah. So that seems like a pre lube situation. But okay, if our listener says that, I see you're a medical mystery. You have something's wrong with your booty hole. I don't believe it. I, I don't believe. I don't believe. Yeah. My story goes that I was like. This guy, remember when we were when we were at the drive-in and I had received that text message from that person that said, just out of the blue on a random Sunday? Oh, I remember. I you want you to, to make me gape. Yes. <laughs> so eventually me and that person met up and um, uh, there was like a lot of like ass play. He really wanted to get fisted. He, you know, my hands are big. It was unable to happen, but we were like, you know, we were getting all the fingers, most of the knuckle. Like we just didn't get all the way inside. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and there was some fucking that was happening. You know, it's like we had a, we you had fucked a fucked him. You put yeah. your penis inside someone. Uh-huh. I thought you didn't do that anymore. No, I do that. So we had a whole, you know, scenario. Yeah, 
I'm a very sexual person. We had a whole scenario and um, then we were sort of taking a break and I literally fell asleep and then woke up and we were sort of going back at it again. And I, you know, I put like a little bit of lube on my hand and like went back to start playing with his asshole again. And he was like drenched. And in my mind, I was like, oh, that's the water fell from the other socket. That or like it's all residual lube from the from when we played 30 minutes ago after, you know, we like laid around for a little bit. And then additionally, and additionally, I was like, um, I just like re-wet my hands with lube. So if it's silicone lube, it's like re or if it's water-based lube, it's like reactivated. You know, like water-based lube sometimes dries out, and then if you just put a little bit of water on it, it becomes slick again. Oh, and so, I, yeah, I don't know that. I yeah, know. and so I was like, uh, okay. I was like, wow, there's it's so slick back here. And he was like, yeah, when I'm really turned on, my butt lubes itself. And I was like, what's that now? He was like, it's my cunt juice. And then he ah! used, <laughs> used the term ah! <laughs> cunt juice like a handful of times. Before I do left. You, I don't like calling it a cunt. So to like him, it. it was cunt juice. To me, it's cunt juice. Sha, it was to me, sha, old lube. Uh, do you want me to play your, the voicemail you sent me? Yeah. I haven't yeah. listened to it. So it might be bad. It might be bad, you think? I didn't listen to it. Hello. This is Hello. Micah calling in from South Carolina. I just want to thank you for your advice to check around the crotch area before you go down on someone because that just saved me from a world of trouble. What? I just was making out with this guy who was uncut and, you know, I was licking the nipples and about to go down on him and we pulled down his pants and uh, it's uncut. And I was like, let me just, I have your advice at the back of my mind. Just take a look around there, make it kind of sensual, you know, you know, take a little look at it. So I pulled back the foreskin before I put my mouth on it. And it was scabby all around under the head. Scabby? Scabby? Excuse me, what is this? And he said, oh, uh, I'm uncut. And I was like, no, 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 no. Scabs scabs buddy what what are we doing here and anyway we, it abruptly stopped and luckily i didn't put my mouth on it and um i just want to thank you for that great advice because that saved me from a nasty nasty visit to the doctor um so y'all are out here changing lives saving the world so um i appreciate it all right bye scabby scabby I, I, I've told this story before, but one time I got a very bad toothy blowjob, and the person just kept gr- grinding his bottom tooth along the bottom of my dick, and it took off, like, a layer of skin, and it scabbed up, and it hurt. Mm-hmm. And anytime I got a boner, it would, like, pull the scab, and it would hurt. Now, if you're saying it's around the head, I still imagine there's some swelling going on there. Wouldn't it hurt him if he had scabs? It, it, it Okay. I... I... We may have said this story before, but in the similar way, I remember like going to suck a guy and being like, whoa, not scabs, but I was like, whoa, what is that? And he was like, ah, yes. He was like, it is not 
a wart. It is not an STD. It is like, I forget what he said. It was some, it was like a skin tag or something. And he was like, I've seen a doctor about it. I'm getting it removed in a couple months. It's like just a growth. It is not a thing. He was able to very clearly. Yeah, what, what about scabs? Exchange, well, this is, I'm getting to it. He was very, he was very clearly able to explain what it was and that it wasn't any sort of infection or STD. For this gentleman to say, yeah, I'm uncut, as if that's the reason to have scabs all over your dick. Diva. I thought he was just saying, I thought he was just like saying, I'm uncut, like, oh, you've never seen a foreskin before. No, like, he said, to skirt what the is issue. this? Like, what, no, he goes, what is this? Scabs? And he was like, he go, no, he said, what is this? And he goes, I'm uncut. And then he said, no, the scabs. Oh, I thought the guy was saying like, oh, I'm uncut, so I always have scabs under my dick. I'm like, mm, that's not how that works. Oh. How are you not way, fully aware of what's going on in your body? Again, we've had emails about it before. Sometimes guys with foreskin just don't get taught how to clean it. I just want to say thank you for the phone call. I'm glad you, you so were able to feel um, strong and empowered enough to not uh, just just feel bad and suck on that dick. Like, good for you. So, yeah. Never feel amazing. pressured to suck on a dirty dick. Also, Dr. Tellis got me back with one more message about the... Ooh. He said, the prostate is right there, which is what makes anal feel good. But the prostate fluid doesn't exit the rectum. It just helps to make semen. So, I guess that's just more on. There's nothing. Yeah, but I'm talking about the mucus. Yeah, so maybe they are. Maybe you just have a very overactive mucusy butthole. Meatball. As we let's let's have Doctor come to an end. He's a great of the show. And his Instagram story is always on. Literally keep talking over each other. What are you saying? I said we should have him on the podcast and we can ask him more sexual questions because he's a great doctor. doctor. And his Instagram stories are always completely unhinged. <laughs> um, as we're looking to the future, you're getting ready to gig again. What music do you think you'll be doing? What music are you inspired by? You're going to pull that McDonald's number back out? No more McDonald's. <laughs> she's done. But what I will be delivering is probably some of Nikki's new mixtape or old mixtape. Itty, b- Itty Bitty Piggy is back out. So, Itty Bitty Piggy. You know. Yep. Yep. You know, no, it's okay. it's the other beat. Yep. Yep. It's on the yeah, the, it's it's on the upbeat. There you go. Um, uh, I, definitely more Doja Cat. I I mean during the pandemic I basically did like four Doja Cat songs because I was just like obsessed. She's the one music. for you. She's the one for me. Um definitely gonna see if I can if unless otherwise instructed not wear uh blonde wigs anymore oh you're done i i think i might be more of like a light brown honey brown or a black haired or you a dark and black red look i feel like i look better in black hair i need to accept that i've also stopped something i did learn over this pandemic was like what my real color was i was highlighting my skin in like such a weird simpsons yellow and now it's like my it's I will say I had a makeup artist do my makeup the other day and she was like, your skin is so many different colors. She was like, under your eyes, it's green. Above here, it's red. Like the undertone is red. Over here, it's yellow. And I was like, yeah, it's a hard, it's a hard match. Um, uh, But in our new, new photos for the podcast, 
I, I look great, look but I did great. I did a different eye shape, and I was actually my color, and I didn't do a harsh contour line except for on my nose. But that got edited out real good. <laughs> yeah, you look great. You do have a I different will... eye shape. Yes, and I will say that was the day that Got Mick was there, and they said that my makeup was very good, and that coming from a true makeup artist is a real compliment. Yeah, I'm. I'm. What are you going to be doing? Are you going to be bringing know. out so, a new well, show? Are you you know what I used to new? do. You're getting your stamina up. <laughs> you know what running I running around. To... Can I answer the question? You know what I used to do. I used to love to do was like. Um, Oh, this is, I mean, okay. So I used to love to do the thing where it's like anytime an, an, an artist came out with a song, you would get the instrumental and just like do your own verse on it. And this happens a lot and people post it on Instagram or post it on TikTok where they like fill in their own verse um, for more people to like learn about them because people are, you know, people will listen to a Nikki song with a guest verse on it, you know, even if it's not sanctioned by, you know, the Queen Minaj herself more than they'll listen to, like, an original song that they're not familiar mm-hmm. with. So uh, what I would always love to do in my live shows is, like, re- like, like put instrumental space into, like, songs people really know and do my own verse for it. So I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. But I'm excited to, to, to start doing that and writing music again. I just sent off a feature verse to someone else. And, and a, a friend of mine... Um, a friend of mine does a ton of cheerleading music. So I guess, wow. well, yes, 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 yes. So there's like three, two, one. So it used to be that when cheerleading competitions happened, people just did unauthorized mixes. Um, so there was just like constant, like Britney songs and Katy Perry songs and Gaga songs. It's like pop music just like mixed in there because nothing was happening. And then, I mean, they were just like happening as a live only thing. Yeah. Then they got really popular. Then ESPN started airing them, but ESPN, I guess the sports industry has a very different rule about music licensing than like other places do. And so there was a whole thing in the last decade where the whole thing has shifted. And basically because these cheer competitions air on TV and because these competitions are linked with money somehow, basically they all use original music. So there's this whole mini mini industry in the music production world where people just make original music for cheerleading teams. And That's it, weird. If they have a ton of money, they make custom tracks where they're like, go KY, Kentucky, go. It's like, it's like literally the, but then if they don't, they can like buy them off of like a, like a library where they're just like, we're the champs. We're going to win. Like, and they're just like generic. And so. That sounds like something Joelopus would do. Correct. And so there's a few, there's a few, I, there is, there exists a Big Dipper cheerleading vocal pack <gasps> that p- people <gasps> can buy. I made it with um, Guess. Do you know Guess? The art, uh, he makes yeah. music. Yeah. G-E-S-S. So, yeah. And uh, he's done music with Shake really and myself. Got, he, he got very sexy very quickly. Uh, <laughs> he's always looked like that. I think he just started posting different photos of himself. Um but so we made a cheerleading pack a long time ago because he sort of formerly was in that world. But my friend I've been working with, 
I guess he he either makes them four teams or he works directly with the the um with like ESPN and I think the cable TV company overdubs something that sounds similar to the original track because he that's like li- what they used to do on Dance Moms. Yes, where it would, yes. they would definitely be dancing to a Katy Perry song, but then they would find an artist to record like a knockoff version, so it yes. didn't make as much sense. It's yes. like we're the super fun girls. We're gonna do it now, and you're like, yes! Is it California girls? <laughs> okay, so he sends me these tracks, and I like listen to some vocal. It's like a garbage riff. That's like, you know, like, and then I have to replicate that and sort of do my own lyrics. It's a wild thing. And I'm like recording in my bedroom. If only they knew that these 14 year old girls were dancing (laughs) around to the voice of a man who shoves his arm halfway up someone else's butt. Yeah, we keep it on the low, low. Until it's like, Big Dipper! No, I do not name check. And it's all, like, literally the lyrics are like, we're the champs. We're number one. We're the champs. We're number we're one. We're number one. You can do the that. dance. Let's have some fun. Like, it's so generic. Bop it. Twist it. Stop it. Shake it. Stop Rawr. it. Okay, Rawr. speaking of stop it, we've made it to the end of the show. Thank you all so much for being here. Yeah. And we'll see you on Friday. Goodbye. Wait, do the outro though. Thanks so much for listening to Slapping Is Seconds with Big Dipper and Meatball. I'm Meatball, and that's Big Dipper. You can call us at. I forgot the number. 213-536-9180. Like that. Our email is sloppysecondspot at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at Big Dipper Jelly and Spiciest Meatball. Or Sloppy you can find Pod. me on Twitter at Fat Drag Meatball. Or Twitter at Sloppy Pod. I, okay, thanks for listening. The episodes come out every Tuesday and Friday. I tried to do that without a script. I got to start having the script up more. Doodle-doo-doo. Forever dog. To listen to Sloppy Seconds ad-free and one day early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Music, editing, and sound design by William Pitt. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, and Alex Ramsey. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey. <laughs>